Hey there, sports fan. Welcome to the Draft Site Podcast, your home for all professional sports drafts. Brought to you by DraftSite.com, the original full round mock drafts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. DraftSite.com, welcome back for another podcast. We are 191 hours away from the NFL draft, but over eight days. There'll be a couple more uh, podcasts leading up to the draft. We're going to, and some of those podcasts will be a little bit shorter. We're going to go position by position. But today we're going to take a quick look at round one, specifically mock draft 28.0, all seven rounds, giving you an inside scoop as to not only the picks that we have, but you know, one of the directions might uh, these teams be thinking and Depending on what happens in front of them, where do they go? Who might be wheeling and dealing? Who's looking to move up? Who's looking to move down? By myself right now, DJ Boyer, hoping to get uh, Zach or and or Jared on a couple more of these calls leading up until draft time. As in years past, we will be live during the draft. We will be blogging and giving you full live real-time updates as things are going down. Let's begin with round one. Best place to start, right? The Cleveland Browns. Aren't they just always at the top of this draft? Not only is it worth mentioning they have the number one overall pick, but remember, Cleveland has two picks in round one. An amazing number of picks when when you look just overall. Uh, They, San Francisco, and Washington, I believe, are the owners of the most picks in this draft. So what can Cleveland do at 1 and 12? Always seem to be looking for that quarterback, that signal caller. We've got them with Miles Garrett, defensive end, Texas A&M, 6'5", 262. He's been our number one ranked prospect for uh, the entire year. If I'm Cleveland, I think a likely scenario could be draft Garrett. They're sitting at 12. Package some of these other picks up. You've got in the second round, third round. Move up. Get Mitch Trubisky, who I believe would be on their radar. Should be the top quarterback in this draft, but I've been on record. I don't think there's a first-round first round quarterback in this draft. What teams stay put next year looks to be loaded on quarterback talent. So we might see a team or two that you might think would be looking quarterback or kind of screaming for another signal caller. Maybe they wait until next year. But Miles Garrett, explanation, this is what we have in 28.0. We are not buying the fact that Mitch Trubisky is in play here. Garrett is the best player available. He fills a need for Cleveland. Too much talk regarding whether he is the game-changing player. Ask Oakland about a young Khalil Mack or Atlanta about Vic Beasley and see whether they feel they are game-changing players. Of course they are. Of course they are. Seems to be a likely scenario. Now, at number two, the San Francisco 49ers. If there is a team in the top five that is looking to wheel and deal and move down in this draft, you're looking at that team right there in San Francisco. Still a little unsettled at the quarterback position. They brought in some veterans but they are still unsettled. 
Do they make a move? It's likely if they trade down. Reuben Foster, a linebacker out of Alabama, also another player rumored to be looking to go to San Francisco. But do they need him at two overall? They can likely drop down at least four or five picks, probably even more, and still get the services of uh, Reuben Foster, who I think is not really a lock to be gone unless he's still on the board at number nine. I think Cincinnati jumps all over him. So there's some flexibility here for San Francisco, but are their teams really willing to move up to the number two spot and what it's going to cost? Of course, there's going to be teams that are going to want to get up there and get their guy. They're going to want to move up to number two. But are they going to want to move up at that price? Do they feel that whatever they are looking for is really worth the price that moving up to number two is going to take? I just don't see it. Right now, I just don't see it. But if San Francisco staying put, Solomon Thomas, solid selection, defensive end, Richard sophomore out of Stanford, absolutely was a one-man wrecking crew. Without Solomon Thomas, they lose their bowl game to UNC. He was playing against Mitch Trubisky, and he was making them look bad. He was making that whole Carolina offensive line look bad. At three, this is where it starts getting a little interesting. Chicago Bears, do they look quarterback? Well, you, you bring in a Mike Glennon at about three years, 15 mil per season. I believe it's in the 43, 44, 45 million dollar clip over a three year period. Mike Glennon, good quarterback. Is he a franchise quarterback? I don't think so. But you know what? The Bears are, are closer than what people really realize. I think they start to right the wrongs on that defense, have a defensive-minded coach there. They found something in Jordan Howard. A lot of people overlook the strong rookie season that Jordan Howard had. You get a quarterback like Mike Lennon, he's not going to win you a ton of games with his arm, but he's not going to make the glaring mistakes. That dreaded, quote, game manager label is going to apply. And he, he's, he's going to keep you in some games and, and win, win some football games. We have them going on defense. Jonathan Allen's great there. Some questions about the shoulder. Will he see the field enough? I think because of this, Chicago looks secondary. Cornerback, probably a more glaring need. But you take the best player on the board, and at this point, there's no better player in the secondary than Jamal Adams, the safety out of LSU. A couple of very good safeties. Him and Malik Hooker are going to go very high. But Jamal Adams is the best player in the secondary available in this draft. And that's saying a lot because Malik Hooker is a very, very good player. At four, Jacksonville Jaguars, they just need more weapons. They're constantly picking this high as well. Leonard Fournette running back out of LSU. Some say maybe the dark horse to go number one overall. If that's the case, though, I think you're seeing – if Cleveland really, really wants Fournette that bad, I think there's a team moving up to the number one spot. Free agency has really been defensive heavy for the Jaguars. Got to get some offensive talent around Blake Bortles. Probably even enough of a quarterback to push him. Not a great quarterback, not a horrible quarterback, but he's really got, there's nothing behind him. 
needs at least a little threat, a little nudge, a little competitive fire, a little juices. Get those juices going. Four net at four. Marshawn Lattimore, the cornerback from Ohio State, going to Tennessee at number five. In Tennessee, another team with two first-round picks. Number five is where the L.A. Rams should slot in, but remember the deal they made last year. They got themselves good old Jared Goff. The Tennessee is sitting there with two first-round picks as well. Probably take the best player available. They just jettisoned uh, McCourty, the best corner they had on their entire roster. So I think it's really opening up some room for some youngsters. And they've got a ton of picks, too. They're going to look for some more offensive targets, but I think they can do that a little bit later. At number five, is there really an offensive target that they really want to surround themselves with? They've got the running backs. Do they look wide receiver? I think if they're going to look anywhere, believe it or not, it could be tied in. It could be O.J. Howard. But, again, that's probably moving back. Well, he could go at six. And at six is where they have the New York Jets, but they're going to follow suit of Tennessee. We have them with Marlon Humphrey, the corner out of Alabama. With Lattimore and Humphrey, it's really going to be splitting hairs as far as who, who really is going to be the first corner off the board. And at seven, well, let's just stick in the secondary, but it's that other safety we were talking about, Malik Hooker. Going to the L.A. Chargers. Seems kind of funny thing, L.A. Chargers. Really, there's an opening there. Eric Weddle really have not found the long-term solution once he was jettisoned and uh, Baltimore picked him up last year. You could be looking at the heir apparent of a player like Malik Cooker's available. With a Jonathan Allen slide, he could go to the Chargers. He fits. Don't be surprised if we see Jonathan Allen here. At number eight, Carolina Panthers. Number of directions they can look, but getting a running back, boy, they would love Leonard Fournette, but the guy is flying right now. Christian McCaffrey makes it to Stanford, to Stanford Cardinal in, in the top ten. Took a lot of heat for skipping that bowl game, but, boy, the real question is the team that takes him, is he going to be a running back or a wide receiver? Why not a team like Carolina that can use help both both places? Got a pretty good running game. Jonathan Stewart, he's, uh, he's hit 30 now. Need a little bit of depth there. They don't have great wide receivers. Why not get a guy that can do both? McCaffrey makes perfect sense. Uh, for a long time, this looked to be Dalvin Cook, but he's probably slid a little bit, and I just think the attractiveness of a McCaffrey, not as great as a pure runner as, say, a Fernet as a Cook, but, boy, the versatility the ability to catch passes out of the backfield is just going to make him so high on a lot of team boards. Even if he's a guy that slips a little bit and doesn't go top ten, he's he's going to be active. He's going to be talked about in a lot of war rooms. And number nine, boy, the Cincinnati Bengals, again, we talked talked about them looking at a player like Reuben Foster, but in this scenario, Jonathan Allen's still on the board. Why not? They would jump all over. They would jump all over Jonathan Allen. And you better believe the Bengals would not think to themselves that Jonathan Allen would be on the board at number nine. But if he is, why not? That's, uh, that phone is ringing as soon as Carolina is done making their pick. I don't, I don't even think they wait for the clock to start. That's a no-brainer. 
and 10 the Buffalo Bills. I think this is where we see the first wide receiver come off the, uh, the board. Mike Williams, the wide receiver out of Clemson. They get a Clemson starting duo. That's where Sammy Watkins is from as well. It's just been hard to keep Watkins on the field and healthy. Get a big target. Big Mike Williams at 6'4", just a shade under 220. New Orleans Saints at 11, and again, another team with two first-round picks. Because of the Brandon Cooks trade going to New England, they sit at 11 and 32. But here, of course, in our mock, not having any teams move around, Reuben Foster, we've been talking about him, linebacker from Alabama. And New Orleans needs pass rushes in the worst way. They need secondary help in the worst way. But I really think you can mask a lot of those deficiencies by having a consistent pass rush, and it's something that the Saints have lacked for about three to four years. But here, they need they need a stud linebacker as well, and right now, Foster, just the best player on the board. And they have that luxury. They can stay away from a defensive end because they have that extra pick in the first round. At 12, this is where we have Cleveland with that second pick. They don't make a move. This is where Mitch Mitchell, it seems like he wants to go by Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky from UNC would go at 12. 13, Pat Mahomes, quarterback from Texas Tech. Well, that's got to make Zach happy. He's been talking about him being a first-rounder for a while. Sorry, just don't see it. I'm going to say it right now, straight up garbage. Good arm, lively arm. I think it's going to get him into trouble. I think he's going to have a little bit of that Brett Favre mentality in him but he's not a Brett Favre. It's not going to get done. I think there's going to be more mistakes than there's good decisions. He's a guy that's going to have to sit on the bench for, for a couple of seasons, but I think he's a little more mobile than people give him credit for. But I just don't see it. Sorry. If, if there's any first-round quarterback that screams bust, it's Pat Mahomes. Darren Conley, another guy that's really moving up the boards, cornerback from Ohio State, going to Philadelphia at 14. I think Philadelphia would love to see Christian McCaffrey in this spot, maybe even an edge rusher. But cornerback is the biggest need on this roster. Possibly Cam Robinson, since no offensive tackles off the board. Got to think this is the last year for Jason Peters in Philadelphia. Eventually that means Lane Johnson, a.k.a. if he stays off the PEDs and doesn't get suspended again. Moves to the left tackle position. There's a right tackle opening at some point in Philadelphia. There's some there's some depth there, but I don't think there's a true cut starter opposite Lane Johnson once Jason Peters is gone. But Conley, best player on the board right now, and he's really moving up. Staying in the Big Ten at 15, Taco Charlton going to the Indianapolis Colts at 15. Can't discount Derek Barnett. Can't discount Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Indianapolis could be looking for someone to tote the ball as well. Last pick in the first half of round one, we just talked about Derek Barnett. The poor man's Miles Garrett. Out of Tennessee, I think he's one of the best five people overall in this draft. Plays the same position and in the same conference as Miles Garrett. I think he got overlooked a lot, but boy, this is a consistent defensive end. And don't just think that since he's got monster numbers getting after the quarterback, he can play the run. 
Nope, don't be fooled. Derek Barnett is a complete defensive end. At 17, the Washington Redskins. Dalvin Cook, we talked about him, the running back from Florida State. Maybe they look quarterback. The Kirk Cousins ordeal is just, I'm not surprised. You just thought it would have been settled by now, but does anybody know how to groom a quarterback in Washington? He says with obvious sarcasm. Dalvin Cook makes a lot of sense here because, really, did did anyone really think Matt Jones was the long-term answer in the backfield? Crickets, crickets, that's what I thought. At 18, the Tennessee Titans, we talked about them taking offensive weapons. Their second pick in the first round, John Ross, a.k.a. Mr. what was it, 4.23 in the 40, something ridiculous, set the record, surpassed, I shouldn't say surpassed, went under the previous recorded high of Chris Johnson when he was at East Carolina. John Ross going 18. 19, here's O.J. Howard. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yes, they have Mike Evans. They signed to Sean Jackson. What else can you do? Oh, let's get Jameis a stud tight end. He's kind of the best tight end there is in this draft. I think Jameis Winston is doing handstands, cartwheels. This pick gets made. He's probably the happiest guy on the planet. What a great pick that would be for the Bucks! And I'll say it now. If there's any team that's going to surprise anyone and make a real, not only make the playoffs, but make a strong run, Tampa's it. That team is close. That team is very close. 20. Talk about teams that were close, as in almost winning the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Or, sorry, winning the Super Bowl. And missing the playoffs. Just missing the playoffs last year. Denver Broncos, Cam Robinson still on the board. Why not? Cam, the offensive tackle from Alabama. That makes it four uh, Crimson Tide. I I believe five, actually. Five in the top 20? Amazing. What a factory it has become. There's just obvious needs along the line there in Denver. Detroit at 21, the first of the playoffs teams. T.J. Watt, the linebacker, slash defensive end, just edge-rushing presence out of Wisconsin. Ziggy Ansaw really didn't have a lot of help there last year, and he had a down year by his standards. This is where we probably see the run on defensive ends. At 21 to 45 range, don't be surprised if you see about eight or nine of those selections, and eight or nine of those 25, about 33% of those picks coming from the defensive end slot. Could easily happen. 22 Miami Dolphins, Forrest Lamp, guard of Western Kentucky. Again, garbage. Good player, but I just don't – this is just not a first-round player. Teams are really going to reach for him, though. Speaking of reach, something he doesn't have, tiny arms. I, I just don't like this selection. This is third, fourth-round talent being overreached for in round one. Zach Cunningham, the linebacker out of Vanderbilt, going 23 to the Giants. Here's a guy that – best defender in college last year. Him and Jonathan Allen, probably neck and neck for that. Allen the best along the line. Cunningham was the best linebacker at the FBS level last year, playing for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt had no business being in a bowl game last year without Cunningham 
they have three wins. The Oakland Raiders at 24, second defensive tackle off the board, Malik McDowell. Put on a little bit of weight, too, playing, looking more at the 290 to 295 range when he played about 280. Really, it was kind of that sleek 280 to 282 frame at Michigan State. Put on about a solid 10 pounds. Still has the quickness. Another guy flying up the boards at 25. Don't be surprised if you hear this name in the first round. Davis Webb, quarterback Cal. He's a fit for Houston. He's the type of quarterback Bill O'Brien would want. And I'll say it right now, Davis Webb, only one year really as a starter there at Cal. Graduate guy. <coughs> Excuse me. I look at him on tape where he was his senior year. Vice, where golf was as a junior, he's better than golf. Golf's a good quarterback, but again, I've said it all last year. I was a third-round quarterback with a reach. Webb still, there's more of a ceiling. I don't think he's better now, but the ceiling is there. We're just scratching the surface on what Davis with. I still don't think he's a first-round quarterback, but I've been on record. I don't think there's a first-round quarterback in this draft. But Webb's a pretty good one. He's going to surprise a lot of people, and I think he's going in the first round. Garrett Bowles, offensive tackle from Utah. We got him going 26 to Seattle. They're going somewhere along the line, offense or defense. Hassan Reddick, 27 from Temple. Outside linebacker going to the Chiefs. Good possibility we see Deshaun Watson here. This could be a quarterback. Andy Reid's done it before. Remember Kevin Cobb? Philadelphia? This kind of has the same feel to it. Alex Smith is kind of at that same stage in his career that Donovan McNabb was when, when Andy was running the show in Philadelphia. Could be the year. But they're not pressed. They don't have to do a first-round quarterback. Charles Harris, defensive end, Missouri, going to Dallas. This could be uh, Tack McKinley. I think he's moved back into first-round territory. But uh, right now we've got the, the Missouri product going at 28. <clears throat> One of the most recognizable names from this past year, Jabril Peppers, going 29 to Green Bay. Boy, they'd be all over that one. He would be a starter from day one. Deshaun Watson at 30. Pittsburgh Steelers. What? Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think he was blowing smoke. He's closer to retirement than I think people realize. Steeler Nation, do you want Landry Jones to be your next quarterback? That's what I thought. That's a big, fat, resounding no. That no you hear right now, that was all of Pittsburgh answering my question. I think Deshaun Watson will fit the mold. Carl Lawson, defensive end out of Auburn, going to Atlanta. They need somebody other than Vic Beasley to give them a consistent pass-rushing threat off the edge. And New Orleans, again, they still need that that, that edge rusher. They can get them in rounds two and three, though, because right now in this scenario, we had them with a, a, a linebacker at 11 and Ruben Foster. Obi Milifonwu, the safety out of Connecticut, 6'4", 220. Byron Jones, 
they, they make some pretty good secondary players in UConn. Matter of fact, UConn actually puts out some pretty good prospects. Look the last 10 to 15 years, you'll see a good seven to eight solid prospects. Not just people that went high on draft day, but went high and have made a name for themselves in the league. Connecticut's a better school than a lot of people give them credit for. They haven't really done it, the wins and losses, but they've cranked out some prospects. And the Saints, you don't think they want to win now? They've got about a, maybe two, maybe a three-year window with Drew Brees there. The Saints have so many holes, but, you know, we've seen teams from that NFC South rise last two years. The Super Bowl representative from the NFC has been from the NFC South. Who saw the Atlanta Falcons come in before the beginning of the season? And the year before that, who saw the Carolina Panthers? Teams that are coming off a bad year, playing an easier schedule, playing an overall easier division schedule, recipe for success. Think about it. Carolina and Atlanta. New Orleans? Eh, I don't think it's as likely as Tampa Bay. But is it insane? Is it unheard of? I don't think so. New Orleans was in a lot of football games last year, a lot of shootouts. They just knocked seven to eight points off per game. That defense is constantly, you know, just letting them down. That offense has to put up 35 points a week or they don't feel they have a chance to win. We'll go over Mach 29.0, which will be coming out soon. But, again, we're going to start with some smaller calls in the next couple days, going over specific positions. Who do you like at the top, the top prospects at every position? Who are kind of those mid-rounders to look out for? And we're going to keep an eye, of course, on the small schoolers, diamonds in the rough, people you can see late. Maybe some people who aren't necessarily in danger of being drafted or are already kind of thinking to themselves, I can be an undrafted free agent, kind of have a little more control over where I'm going. And they get in the right situation. They make it stick. We're going to talk about those players at all the positions coming up. But right now we're going to end this podcast. We've got tons more podcasts coming up before next Thursday live from Philadelphia. First round of the NFL draft 2017. This is DJ Boyer for draftside.com. More is coming your way. Have a great night, everyone. We will survive. Time is taking another fate and I will light the fire. Just keep breathing. I'll keep it alive. I'll be there to the end. There to the end.